Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight in my Talking Points, the obvious and the mostly inobvious. The Democrats, obviously, are at their usual lying best, given the fact that they decided to introduce Michelle Obama and uh, former presidential candidate uh, John Kasich and a few others. And all they knew how to do was tell more lies than Carter's got liver pills in a bottle. 
Well, it seems to me that if you're going to tell a lie, you may want to have something made up to back up that lie. Well, apparently Michelle Obama forgot that basic understanding of how to lie. Her first lie, a big one, well, one of many, I should say, not the first one, but one of many, was to turn around and decide she was going to tell what a wonderful job her husband did as president. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Unfortunately, there are those who think he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, but they're all Democrats. So their opinion to me doesn't count. To me, their opinion does not matter one damn bit. So here's the deal. If, in fact, their opinion were to matter, if their opinion mattered at all, the only opinion I would want to hear is how they're going to keep their mouth shut, step aside, stop lying to the American people, and actually work with the current president and not interfere with the election using mail-in balloting. That's the thing about Democrats. They're, they're one-track-minded individuals who don't seem to give two shits one way or the other if they're wrong because, as far as they're concerned, they're always right. It's the rest of us who are always wrong. And it does have a certain level of insanity to it. I mean, I've always been of the mindset that, you know, there are useful idiots out there. And what I mean by useful idiots, people who know what they're doing, who can pretty much on a regular basis just turn around and live life happily, uh, even though they're mindless automatons and don't understand the basic concept of we must all live on this ball of water and dust. So why not learn to live in peace and harmony? Learn to get along. Well, the Democrats don't know how to do that. They never did. They never understood the basic concept of, you know, peaceful coexistence. Look at their strong arm, Antifa and BLM. They don't want peace. They want anarchy. They want injustice. They want complete and total chaos. Well, that's what they're giving us. That's what they're giving their, uh, their friends, the Democrats. And, of course, they have the pandemic. Folks, I've shared what I know and learned from a friend uh, of mine regarding the masks with other people lately. And this one lady looked at me today, and I swear to God, I never saw this reaction on anybody's face. It was almost sheer horror when I told her that when you exhale into the mask, you're breathing back in the same carbon dioxide you just expelled and that it is toxic to your body. Well, she heard that and she immediately 
started asking me a whole bunch of questions I really couldn't answer. But I'll tell you this much. The only thing that, that scared her the most was my next statement. If the Democrats get control of the Congress and the White House, and God help us if they get control of the Senate, well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you can kiss whatever savings you have, whatever investments you have, and whatever property you may own, goodbye. And she looked at me and she said, come on, you're kidding, aren't you? I said, no. This country was near bankruptcy when Barack Obama held the office of president hostage for eight years. And she said, you, know, you mean President Obama, don't you? And I said, no. I said, hostage holder of the presidency. Okay? I didn't mince words. And I cited chapter and verse what that man did to this country, making it almost defenseless when he reduced the size of our strength in the military. All the unconstitutional executive orders and actions that he signed. Oh, and let's not forget the Affordable Care Act. Well, I no sooner mentioned the Affordable Care Act, she started getting very upset, angry. And what she did next uh, did not surprise me. Because it's the same reaction that I've seen ad infinitum since probably... 2010 and that reaction is one of sheer and utter disgust because she was telling me how her medical insurance recently dropped her and I said what do you mean non-payment of premium was it something she goes it was the Affordable Care Act Premiums were being paid on time. Everything was going smoothly. Just one thing happened, and it said right in the letter, due to issues with the Affordable Care Act, we can no longer be your insurance provider for medical. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) there we go. And it's still affecting people today, dropping people. So you have to sign up for that annoying Obamacare. I said, Miss, I am sorry this happened to you. And what really struck me strange is she understood what I was saying. She knew that what I was saying wasn't far-fetched. But what really got her the most, what really bugged her, was when I told her how Michelle Obama decided she was going to uh, tout her husband's record. And that lady I was talking to just started laughing. I mean, she started laughing. Because now she understood why I said he held the office of president hostage for eight years. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but... This election cycle is, for me, annoying. If you're a registered voter and you don't want to vote by mail, 
then last night's suggestion I'm going to repeat again tonight here in my talking points. Contact your congressional representative, your Senate representative, and tell them straight up through their assistance, their aides, whatever the friggin' hell they're calling themselves, and you tell them you don't want vote by mail. You don't want any chance of voter fraud happening. So we don't want mail-in ballots. Tell them so. Tell them we are against mail-in ballots and we refuse to use them. Now, given what happened in Iowa in those two counties, Lynn County and Johnson County, uh, I don't want mail-in ballots. I did not request an absentee ballot a few months ago. So I certainly don't want this. And I still have to send back the uh, voter registration information to update my address and so forth so I get proper information as to where I'm going to be voting at. Here's the thing. I want to vote physically in person. And what I suggest to the Democrats and the Republicans is make Election Day a five-day event this year. Opening the polls on Monday, November 2nd at, say, 6 in the morning. And then you turn around and you close the polls at 9. You then turn around and you reopen the polls Tuesday morning, same time, 6 a.m. And then you close the polls at 9 p.m. And you do that Monday through Friday. And the reason you do that is to give every single American the opportunity to Vote physically, okay? This is something that must be done. We cannot sit idle like this. We are not just creatures of habit. We are creatures of normal habits. Normal habits being we go to the polls, okay? So what I suggest is everybody across America contact their representatives in the Senate and the Congress and make every concerted effort to request that you be allowed to vote at the polls and that you do not want, I repeat, you do not want mail-in balloting. There is too much potential for voter fraud as Iowa's two counties, Lynn and Johnson County, have proven. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP, trends tonight's broadcast globally on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time as always for the rest of the story. Tonight's broadcast is not going to run its usual time. Tonight's broadcast will end at midnight due to medical issues that need to be addressed. I have an early appointment, therefore I have to get plenty of rest. My apologies to my listeners and viewers, but Thursday will be a normal night. I give you my word. And now, as I said, it is now time for the rest of the story. All right, let's get this show on the road right proper. Good evening, people. How y'all doing? 
Before I go any further, this call was this caller called in just as the broadcast was beginning. So four zero two area code. Ah, uh, hello. Hello. This is your friend from Middle America. Hello, friend from Middle Kim. America. How you doing, Kim? You Good know. to hear from you. Oh, hi. I thought you might not know. Uh, I was wanting to, I was anxious since you were back on Blog Talk. <laughs> I, I was, I've been uh, back on Blog Talk since Monday. I know, I know, and I've been predisposed, but in any case, I wanted to make sure that I was here in time for your talking points this time when I first found you and other times I've come in and caught it a little bit later. So this actually works out good. I came at the beginning on a night where you won't be here as long. So we, it comes out in the wash, eh? Well, like I said in, in, at the end of my talking points, uh, I, have, I, have, I have some medical problems that, that need to be addressed. Uh, and it's something that can happen to anybody, really. Um, can you tell? I have a nasty habit of either sleeping too much or not getting enough sleep. And it's becoming a problem because I got off the air, I think it was around one thirty last night. I think around roughly about one thirty last night. Shut everything down. It takes about five minutes or so to really shut everything down proper. Um, And then killed the lights, crawled into bed, and it was by the time I crawled into bed, it was about 2 in the morning. And I slept till about 5 or 6 this morning, and, you know, that's not too bad of a sleep. But then I was only up for a couple of hours, and I couldn't stay awake. I could barely keep my eyes open. So I went back and laid down. This was at 7.30 this morning. I woke up at 10 o'clock, about three hours later. So I went, did a little shopping, came back, and what I picked up wouldn't have exhausted me at all. Well... I had to stay up because I had a I had a telehealth with with my doctor, and then right there on the telehealth, I started falling asleep. I literally t- started falling forward, and if it hadn't been for I don't know what, just waking me up, my face would have been smacked into the tape right into the desk. Uh-oh. I laid down at 3.30 and didn't wake up until uh, 9.40, until about 8.45 tonight. And I'm still tired. Do you think and that this- you have a sleep disorder or is this sudden, like you might be sick? Well, this has been going on on and off for years. Um, I got tested for sleep apnea. That's not an issue. So now I'm going to talk to my doctor first thing in the morning because she noticed 
because she, she saw me on the telehealth on camera. Literally That's what I was going, thinking. going forward, and had it not been for whatever snapped me out of it, I would have been, my face would have smacked right into the desk. So she said to me right then and there, George, I need you here first thing in the morning. I don't want you, I don't, we're not going to do telehealth. You're coming to the office first thing in the morning, and you better be here because this is serious. You, were, you, you almost fell out right in front of me. I said, no kidding. I'm exhausted. She goes, when we get done, you go and lay down. But tomorrow morning, you've got to be here. Because as soon as you get here, we are going to go from here to the hospital, and you are going to get admitted for a sleep test to see if you have narcolepsy. That's what I was wondering. That was my second guess. Being an epileptic is bad enough. Having narcolepsy will be worse. Because that, yeah. then I'm going to, at that point, I'm going to have to surrender my driver's license which basically all but ends my independence. Oh, no. Don't they have a medication? I mean, it used to be they, that epilepsy could do that, but then they got medication. They don't have anything they, for narcolepsy? They do have medications for it, but I won't take the risk. I won't risk another person's life on the road. Gotcha. I, I, got, I, I got in writing to be able to have my driver's license. And I haven't had a seizure in probably 20 or 25 years. But still, I know when that's coming on. This, I don't. It can happen almost immediately. And it scares the hell out of me, Kim. I'm telling you right now, it does scare the hell out of me. Well, yeah, I bet it does. Well, I'll pray that If you're sitting sitting at your your computer and all of a sudden you start falling forward without warning, without any kind of physical reason for it to happen, wouldn't that scare you? Well, I kind of know I've got a sleep disorder, but... Um, I haven't really, well, I can't say I haven't gone to get it addressed. I did do a sleep study, uh, twice actually, but they wanted me to come back and do another one. And I've got a couple issues with that. I, for one thing, I couldn't wear a, I, I couldn't wear a CPAP and the other is, I just don't feel like going back right now, but I did do a test that they let me bring home. The first one was a a spend the night one a decade ago, and the other was a, I don't know, a few years ago. I did, uh, no, I mean, the decade ago was a sleepover one, and I had a take-home one about a year and a half ago, and it came up inconclusive. And what do you mean it came up inconclusive? It worked exactly like it was supposed to. <laughs> I mean, nothing stopped. <laughs> I hooked it up right. It was easy, you know, to hook up. There wasn't even anything I could screw up. It was so easy. Um, 
that they thought it was inconclusive and wanted me to come back. I don't know. I I can tell, I guess. I haven't been scared because it, I haven't done it in a, in a driving situation at all, but I also have erratic sleep, which can make me really tired during the day, and I control it a lot by taking naps during the week and that's like rebooting my battery before dinner time from whatever time I've gotten up. I never wake up feeling peppy. I feel like I've fought a war in my sleep. Even if I was sleeping, I'm tired when I wake up, but I go through the motions of what I need to do. Yeah, you just, you wake up feeling spent. You know, like you, <laughs> like you worked harder than you ever have in a full day in, in your sleep that night. You know, um, I I, I remember, I, I remember one day uh, I fell asleep. I was only asleep for like two and a half hours, and I woke up. It was just a power nap. When I woke up, it was like, good grief! I still feel tired. And I turn around, I get a, I, I go to answer the phone, and I'm dropping the phone. Literally dropping the phone out of my hand. So I pick up the phone, and it, I must have hit the uh, call answer button on the phone because the person's saying, George, what happened? And I said, I dropped the phone. And they go, Good God. We thought you fell. I said, I'm going to if I don't get on my hands and knees first. And I turn around and I said, I feel like I've just been through World War III. I'm physically spent, and I just woke up. And they're like, well, wow. They didn't know what to say. So my doctor and I talked about this just before we, you know, as best we could, because I was like, I was yawning so much it was not even funny. She asked me, are there days when that doesn't happen? I said, there are a lot of days where I, you know, I get normal sleep and everything's fine. It's just like for, three, for two or three days, sometimes maybe four at the most, I'm literally falling the freaking hell to sleep and I can't stay awake. She goes, okay, you're going for a sleep test and, you're not, and I don't want to hear anything about it. I said, but, but, but what about my internet show? She goes, George, let's take it one step at a time. Let's schedule the sleep test. We could probably set it for Friday. But at the very least, I want you to stay home tomorrow if you don't go in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, ma'am. This doctor I have, she is tough. She, is, she, she, she does not take any guff. And I told her, I said, you'd be as tough with me as you have to. I found out a couple of years ago she was she was an army wife. Ah. Uh, and that kind of told it right there. Yeah. She was on, on the prior sensio with the state guard. And she said, George, I'm your doctor and I outrank you. And that's all there is. That's all you need to know. Now sit down, shut up, and put your arm out. I went, <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Huh? I stuck my arm out. She puts the BP cup on. And she goes, 
Now, if it gets a little too tight, let me know. And she pumps it up and pumps it up and pumps it up. And I'm like, Doc, okay, I get the message. Thank you. Oh, no. Well, sounds like you got the gal you needed. She's a hell of a doctor. The best doctor I've had in years. That's a huge testimonial these days. She is the one who set me straight on getting tested for COVID. She said, George, do you have symptoms? Well, I asked her one day, should I go and get tested? And she says, George, do you have any symptoms? I said, no. She goes, then you don't need to get tested. Don't worry about it. Unless you start developing symptoms, stay home. Don't go get tested. I'm like, okay, you're the doc. You haven't steered me wrong yet. She goes, George, I understand, you know, because you're you're overweight, you have diabetes, you have high blood pressure, you're 57 years old. Yes, I get all that, George. Now, will you please, for the love of God, stop worrying yourself half to death? You're gonna, your hair's gonna turn bleach white, and you're gonna, you're gonna be a man of ninety before you even, before you even reach sixty. But she did say so, for you. I just want to clarify. She did say for you to stay home. Basically, she told me, you know, as far as the testing for COVID, she said, just stay home. Don't bother with it unless you develop symptoms. Which, in your well, case, you've got allergies, you have a cough, you're a smoker, and you know what? Do you have a temperature? So I took out the tepanic thermometer, and I said, give me a minute. It went beep, and I checked, and I go, actually, I'm cool as a cucumber, as my mother used to say. <laughs> and she said, okay. That says it right there, mister. You don't need to be tested. Have a good day tomorrow. Stay home. Have a cup of coffee. This is back when I talked to her about the COVID test. Now, tomorrow, I have to meet her at her office. And then from her office, she's driving me herself to the hospital to get to schedule this thing. No uh, kidding. The reason she's doing this is because I love to procrastinate. <laughs> yeah. And she knows it. Well, that's all I've gotten out of it. I don't have a doctor like yours. (laughs) That explains all of it, just right there. Trust me, Kim, having a doctor like mine is a godsend because this woman will literally, and I mean this wholeheartedly, she will tell me when I'm a screw-up, and she will not be polite about it. She is not not politically correct. She will tell me, George, George, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't, you're not listening to me. I'm your doctor. You said you trust me? Then damn it, you better start trusting me now. And that was just, and, and that was just on my blood pressure reading. Imagine if it was something serious. Yeah. Well, I was just getting at her answer may have been different about getting tested if you were somebody who was out running around all the time, possibly asymptomatic. But she was assuming you were going to be home most of the time. So why bother getting a test if you're going to be 
home and you don't have symptoms. That answer might have been different for someone else, right? Different circumstance. Maybe somebody out working every day around a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, I travel to the store. I go to Stop and Shop. I'll go to Big Lots like I did today. I went and got, uh, they have a sale on, on, on the K-Cups for the Keurig. 80-count K-Cups for $22 and change. And uh, I figured, hey, I've got plenty of coffee now. I may as well just get a little more. So I figured, okay, what flavor do I want to get? Oh, yeah, the one I couldn't get the last time I was here. 100% Colombian coffee. So I found a box of 80 K-Cups Colombian coffee. Now I've got morning blend, donut shop blend, and 100% Colombian coffee. Which is what I'm drinking right you now. Make, you make me laugh. Uh, we've talked about it before with you and your Keurig and your other guests that were on that had them. And I said, I have a Keurig, but I set mail on the top of it unless it's winter time and I will have cocoa. I We both also talked about the fact that we're long time not drinkers and but I did say that being a heavy drinker, even though it's not alcohol <laughs> anymore, um, a Keurig doesn't come fast enough or in enough quantity for me. I need to have an IV of coffee when I get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, if I made my IV in one of those Keurigs, do you know how many... Of, from the big box store of those little shitty cups I would need to fill an IV bag of coffee. <laughs> my, my doctor and I once had this conversation, and before I go any further, Gunslinger, good to see you, buddy. Hey. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome I drink too much coffee club. Uh, I don't know if you drink a lot of coffee, though. Uh, <laughs> but can I say something yeah, to Gunslinger real quick? I thought of sure, go him, ahead. I'm going to assume consent here. I thought of you, Gunslinger, because my husband and I have just gotten done watching. I think there were like six parts of it, but it was post Civil War Reconstruction, and that was during the time of. Uh, Jesse James, Billy the Kid, Wyatt Earp, and, you know, Western Justice. And I said to my husband, I met a guy on George's show named Gunslinger. I bet he'd really like this show. (laughs) And so I thought of you. I just wanted you to know. That's interesting. That's true. I am a gunslinger because I carry a gun. You bet you. I know. I've, I've heard you would have fit in really well in these six segments that went, you know, it it went through all these legends, you know, from the the cowboy era. They were all gunslingers. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I've known Gunslinger. Tim, I've known Gunslinger a long time. In fact, Gunslinger and I met before I even did this radio show. We met uh, on radio of sorts, on sideband CB radio. And trust me, to talk from New York to Texas, the conditions for CB for CB radio and especially for uh, sideband had to be really good on a on a given day. And when it hit, when he when when we sat here and we figured out that it was that we both talked to each other way back in the day, I'm like, oh shit. That is funny. So, so, so I'm sitting here talking to a man I, I had met decades earlier through the CB radio. You got, to, you, got to realize, you got to realize that I had a hell of a fucking radio station at that time. Holy shit. You seen pictures of that antenna? Okay. In my yeah, former house? That's yeah. what I'm telling you right now, I wish I had a, a, a deal, a setup like you had. I probably would have gone. I probably would have reached California with my luck. Hell, I talked to Jamaica before. Okay, <laughs> with that thing. It's a direct. You're closer I mean, to I mean, the water than I am. So. Well, it's a beam antenna. You know, it was developed by NASA. It's a Gizmonte beam antenna. I paid uh, almost five hundred bucks for that goddamn antenna. Yeah, at top of the line. I'm going to have to take a picture of that and send it to you, George. There's a house in our, that you can share with Gunslinger. There's a house in our neighborhood, and we were taking walks when spring was nice before the humidity set in, and this house had the weirdest in, antenna in back of it, and it was huge, humongous, and we couldn't figure out what it was. And on another day, the people had just pulled into their driveway, and we asked them what it was, and it had been a, a CB antenna, not theirs. They had moved into the house afterward, and you would think that someone would have taken such a monstrous thing down, but they just thought it was cool, like a work of art or whatever, so they left yeah. it, and... Uh, well, I can't say it's I just couldn't it, believe some, how some huge CD it was. Are work of art. Well, if I were them, though, the only thing I'd do different besides it being the work of art, because we happen to have a big metal sculpture in our front yard, so I can see the art aspect. But if I had that antenna, I think I'd be prompted to try to see CB. You know what I mean? If you had the antenna, I think I'd maybe look into it a little further and try it if I were them. But well, anyways, I did I didn't share. <laughs> well let's put it this way. I had not only that antenna, the antenna itself, it, imagine a straight beam twenty one feet long, okay? And it had radio sticking out on it about four feet every three feet down that twenty one foot beam. Okay. It was on a seventy foot tall tower, which I made myself. It was on a boat winch that I could, by one hand, crank that son of a bitch down and crank it back up by myself, okay? I had lines, two 
where I actually had a rotator on it, which I could turn it 360 degrees to my desk. I had a little controller at my desk. I just move it and I could go outside and watch that antenna just turn whichever direction that I want. I had two coax cables running to it where I could talk on the on the back side and the front side. So I could blank TVs out down the street with that thing. I had a six hundred watt kicker on tube top. Yeah. I was the voice, wow. no doubt. <laughs> No doubt. Now you got me wanting to sneak in their backyard to see what the bottom of it looked like. <laughs> I yeah. only saw it from their roof up. You know, it's definitely well, a big thing. Let me, I let me just give you a little piece off. of advice. Ken, what? let me give you a little friendly advice. If you're looking to do this, okay, if you're serious about doing this, just be forewarned, it's an expensive habit. It really is. Yeah, no, I'm not going to unless I can tie into their antenna from my house. It's two blocks away. I well, the way I see it is this. If you're going to do something that you, you think might be fun, start out simple. I and, like if you start, and if you do like it, <laughs> then go for the gusto. I write books and do genealogy, but if I had moved into a house that had that big antenna in the back of it, if I was that young couple that had moved into that house and had it there, I would have been prompted to try that particular hobby just because, you know, the power was there already. But no, I got other hobbies. I can't afford another expensive hobby. I did get, well, though, since you talk politics, I'll just say this and then shut up. Um, I I got a new Patriot. I'm a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution, and I got a new Patriot proven. I just found out about it yesterday, and his name is, um, the last name is Carol. He goes back, well, to the revolution, but... Um, he's one of the signers on the Declaration of Independence. Go figure. Wow. <laughs> well, that is absolutely incredible. I mean, that's... I, I, I have... The only thing I can equate to that is I have a friend who's um, a county a legislator in my old in my in my old uh, home county, and he uh, he's a reenactor. Oh, okay. this guy's a reenactor. Um, so it, it, for him, it, it's it's once he steps into character, that's it. I mean, he is literally. That person. Yeah, they're really good. I wish we were friends on Facebook. You could see I just visited an old fort this weekend. When my husband and I go anywhere nowadays, it's somewhere where there's no people. <laughs> uh, so we don't well, get out much. But send, we took send a drive me, uh, send your name on, on Skype. Okay. Skype me your name. I'll look you up on Skype and uh, send you a friend request. 
Okay. Okay. On Skype, I'll have to figure out how to do that. But okay, I will. Oh no! Just just send me a, te- a text. A, te- a, 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 a yeah, I can talk. <laughs> send me a text on Skype with you know with your with your with your, with your name, and uh, I'll look it up on Skype, on Facebook. Okay, you'd like these pictures of the old fort. It was from the 1800s, and um, it's outside the city, you know, an hour or so outside the city to the north. And we drove out there, and it was empty this past weekend. I took some great pictures of it. But when we were there um, last year, might have been the year before, we happened upon it on the day of a reenactment and those guys are really incredible I mean you know period they do really get into their roles and um, it was pretty cool they read the Declaration of Independence and then did what they do had a a fight (laughs) Uh, had a battle um, but they're they're really cool. One of our hosts, um, and I'm in the Midwest, one of our hosts is in the Virginia, West Virginia area, and he used to do reenactments. He still attends them. He's not doing them anymore himself, but um have run into a couple of those. But I like I like doing the genealogy and going back. I've got a lot of Patriots, in fact, well, a lot of patriots from the American Revolution, um, a whole bunch of those, but um, but from the Revolution on, in every single battle that there has been, um, I must come from a line of warriors because they've fought in every every battle since that one. Well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I'll tell you what. I don't know about my family, except for the fact that my father's side of the family came from Germany. My mother's side of the family, part of it is part part of my family is Dutch and Cherokee. So I'm part German, Dutch, and Cherokee. I am basically a mutt. I don't know about the Revolutionary War days because I don't think my family was 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 here then. But I can say this with certainty: being a mutt has its advantages because it means I have the meanest, orneriest temper you ever saw in your life. And I, I don't and, know and people think I'm kidding. I say, I'm not kidding. If you if you were well, watching I mean, me on if, if you were watching me on, German. On, on, on hmm I'm I'm sorry I mean Dutch and German could have immigrated that early of course the Native American was here already they didn't have to immigrate but of the others you right. mentioned it's possible they could have come over early Well German and Dutch uh, 
possibly, but not unfortunately. I, I checked. I, I had a cousin uh, who passed away a few years ago. Unfortunately, uh, he was not able to complete the research into the family line the way he wanted to before his passing. But he shared with me a lot of the information, and I'll tell you right now, uh, my great 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 grandfather on my father's side of the family. Uh, immigrated to this country from Germany. My mother's great-grandfather came from, you know, is, is the Dutch side of the family. Like, I really needed That's to know. That's about this, the know? right time, though. That's the Those are your fourth times great-grandfather. That would be the right timing. You might be surprised. Oh well, it's interesting Maybe. to to I'm read the history. I just kind of got into it. Well, you know, I'm you talk about stubborn. I've got an aunt, aunt wherever you tomato tomato, <laughs> and aunt. Okay. Um. <laughs> who um. You know, she's quite a bit older, and she thought the computer was like a demon, right? Nothing on the computer was right. And she did genealogy for a long time, but she did it. And this I admire. I'll give her something she didn't give me, and that's that she actually drove, you know, to places and looked up and, and doing it the right way. I mean in the DAR way to be able to qualify to do that. You know, you're looking for birth certificates, marriage certificates, death certificates. So you actually are tying, you know, old family stories, things like that. They don't count as concrete proof of linkage. You know what I mean? They're looking for documents that create linkage. And so this aunt of mine, you know, she actually drove to places in different lines of the family, and she spent her life, she's still alive, she had spent her life doing it and had only gotten back like four generations, you know, um, doing it that way. And I had just started doing genealogy, and I don't talk to her much and she's really a snooty kind of gal. And um, I said, I keep running into this thing that says D-A-R. What is, do you know what that is? And she said, well, that's Daughters of the American Revolution. She said, I wouldn't worry about that. You'd never be able to get in. And I said, huh. So anyway, after she got done talking about a bunch of people I don't know or, or care, <laughs> I got off and I Googled Daughters of the American Revolution and I looked at it and it said that they were into furthering education, supporting our veterans, historical preservation, and um, Native Americans, supporting the Native American culture. And it's a service-related organization, patriotism. 
And I'm each, you know, as I'm reading each one of their things, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was down with everything they did, and I thought, wow, that would be pretty cool if I could be a member. So I didn't do it just to spite my aunt. If it would have been something I wasn't interested in, I wouldn't have, I'm not that way. But because it was something I was interested in, (laughs) I was going to make it into that group (laughs) and prove my aunt wrong. And um, it's not an easy task to do to get all that information. And, And I did have the benefit of doing it on the computer and and it's as real as anything she did because I was contacting places, calling places and paying for copies of birth certificates in these different county courthouses and things. So the documents were all real. They were documents like she had found scanned into the computer. You understand that, you know, that everything was as real as mm-hmm. what she was picking up. I was just making using the computer. Anyway, I became a member, and the first patriot I went in, got into the organization with, was her side, my dad's side of the family. And, um, wow. So she couldn't believe it when my mom told her, And this is how stubborn she is. You want to talk about stubborn. I said to her, you know, one thing, after I had proved the line all the way back from myself to this patriot in South Carolina, is where he happened to be fighting in the revolution, um, what a person can do if someone else has done the work is if she proved her relationship to me, which basically would just be, I already have the information because I had to prove my dad and it's she's my dad's sister, is that she, all, she had wanted her entire life to become a member of DAR. And when I became a member, I offered to give her my stuff and all she'd have to do is tie into my work by proving our relationship and I even had the document for that so all she'd have to do is produce her birth certificate showing her parents and she could have been a member of DAR in the ripe old age of in her 80s after she had wanted it her whole life but she didn't want it that bad apparently because she couldn't do it on her own, and she thought that the computer was flawed in some way. And I got to tell you, these DAR <coughs> gals back in Washington—you want to talk about tough? Man, if there's even anything in question, they throw it out. They are so strict about what they will honor as proof that it is not an easy organization to get into (laughs) at all. And so too bad for her, you know. She could have been a member and enjoyed doing the things we do. I've enjoyed it. I've been a member about eight years now, I guess. Sounds like you're you're gaining a lot more than you bargained for. 
in both the history and uh, so forth. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the Daughters of, of the American Revolution sounds like it's been a boon to you uh, as far as uh, not just an organ- as an organization uh, that you were told you couldn't join because you, they would because her nose was so you know something I met people like her I did uh-huh. where their nose was stuck so high in the air that if it that if it got any higher it would turn upside down and they and as soon as it started raining they they drown uh-huh. and try to and not knowing why it's happening I had a doctor like that once. <laughs> One doctor was was nasty about it. This one was a little more, oh, my God, kind of attitude. She turned around. And the one doctor is poking me in the stomach real hard, and she's going, you need to lose weight. You're getting too fat. An Asian doctor that I was warned about. But I figured, ah, she's a doctor. What, how, what, what, what could she possibly do? Well, she bruised my abdomen with her pointing, her poking my stomach up like she was. <clears throat> I said, "Yeah, and and, you, and you're short, dumpy, and ugly. What's your point? I'm out of here." <laughs> well, the next one, about two or three months down the road, doesn't poke me in the stomach. She just very gently pats me on the on the stomach and says, uh, "Young man, you're 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 getting too fat for your own for your own good." You need to lose about 10,000 pounds. See me. Come back and see me when you've lost a lot of weight. Not until. She actually talked like that, too. Okay, bye. So, snooty people I know all too well about. I even I even met them yeah. in my drinking days. I, I know. It's too bad she's that way. I really enjoyed it you know one thing and when we talk about politics here um well this isn't politics this first thing isn't politics but there's so many opportunities to be of service in the group but what i like to do is we go out at christmas we have a veterans cemetery here and lay wreaths on all of the graves Mm -hmm. and i find that gratifying, you know, to recognize those who have put up their lives for our country and um, like to do that during the holidays. The other thing I really like to do, and I miss it because right now they're not doing it where we can go in, but at the naturalization ceremony and why I feel very strongly about legal citizenship I'm not saying that they couldn't make it a little quicker and reform it a little, but I am very much for legal citizenship and not opening the borders. I think there's a reason for it. Anyway, is there's nothing like being there in the federal courthouse, in the galley, um, when the naturalization ceremony is going on, after the judge says a few words and whoever the president at the time is gives a welcoming thing, a welcoming 
speech on a big screen, the judge comes down and the naturalization people stand next to him. The new citizens, soon to be new citizens, get up and start filing past. The judge shakes their hand, welcomes them to America while the um, immigration service gives them their certificate of immigration, of citizenship, excuse me. The second people who shake their hand are me and another lady from DAR. We hand them their first American flag and a pamphlet that is the, the code and care of the U.S. flag. And nowhere mm-hmm. in there does it say take a knee, burn it, or anything like we've been seeing. And I can't tell you, the people who do it that way, the pride, the tear in their eye, not every one of them, but I mean the pride because they've worked so hard and it's taken them a long time and a lot of work to become citizens of this country and they wanted it. They worked for it. And it's like anything else. You know, if it's just given to you, you don't have a full appreciation of the value because you didn't work for it. When you work for it, and you achieve it, there are people who come, and I usually, in before all of this COVID and stuff, gave them a hug, and the other lady shook their hand, and, and you know, they'd have a tear going down their eyes, some of them. They were so proud and so happy to be citizens of the United States of America, and the pride in being American. If half of these people out there with their peaceful protests right now could shut up and go to a naturalization ceremony and look at the people that have been fighting to become citizens and the pride that they have for achieving becoming citizens, maybe they'd remember the pride that they take for granted in being a citizen of this country. You know, Kim, you you just struck a very hefty chord, okay, and and a damn good one. I agree with you. You know, if 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 these if these folks that are out there rioting, looting, pillaging, and plundering, all in the name of George Floyd, which is ridiculous because it's not about George Floyd anymore. It's about what it's about what. Ariel Atkins called reparation. Yeah. They they break into they her justification for people breaking into stores in Chicago. They have to eat. They have yeah, to have that clothes. was one of the more ignorant things I had ever heard. I can't even dignify that. I can't believe they'd continue to I say that. I said you're laughing. It's... I thought she was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Kim, I swear to God, there are times when I have to sit and laugh at the absurd. And that was the most absurd statement I had ever heard in my life. Okay? Pretty much. I think I would have arrested her right then. (laughs) Uh, I I would have turned her, yeah, as an accessory. Oh, so you're condoning 
All these stores being broken into and looted. You know about these stores. So that means Mm -hmm. you know who's involved. That means you're involved. Right. Conspiracy. Now, I have here somewhere a little card that I used to carry in my pocket when I was a military police officer. It's a real nice little card. Uh, and I can actually remember where I put the stupid thing. But it's the Miranda rights. Okay? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. Most people today think that Miranda rights don't apply to them. Okay, if it doesn't apply to you, then the, then then I guess if they sentence you to 100 years in prison for stealing a loaf of bread, that shouldn't matter to you. That's my response to people sure. that, that actually think the Miranda rights don't apply to them. Okay, but now right. we're talking about the, 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 when we talk about the ridiculous and the absurd. Now, just recently, I sent a mess. I, I I added my voice to a form letter by adding my own comments. Okay, and what I did was it, it was sent to uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Chuck Schumer. And Sean Patrick Maloney. These are the representatives from my state. Today, I get the first, probably the only one I'll see, form letter response. Now, I'm going to show this on camera because I want people to, I'm going to show this on the screen. I want people to see, to, to see this. This is what Chuck Schumer's office auto-formed to me, as I like to call it. Dear Mr. Sinzer, and so nicely typed, I might add, too, by the way, folks, so very nicely typed, as if he took, he, he took pride in typing this to me. Yeah, it was a form letter. All he had to do was add my name to it. Thank you for contacting me regarding your concerns about mail-in voting and voter fraud. I believe that all American citizens deserve a fair and accessible voting system. Please excuse me. I may have to barf more than than once um, reading this idiot's message. More than 50 years after the passage of the Voting Rights Act, it is unacceptable that so many U.S. citizens still face barriers as they try to exercise their constitutional right to vote. That's because the Democrats are trying to take it away from us. I'll explain that in a minute. In an effort to limit the pool of potential voters, nefarious forces... Wow, nefarious... He actually, he actually, he actually, in this form letter, it's actually, it's an actual attempt at intelligence from a Democrat. Yes, I I used to have a guy that came to the show. He doesn't come here anymore. In fact, he doesn't even talk to me anymore. Uh, He used to say, "Stop using big words. It it, it confuses." (laughs) 
or I think he said either he said it confuses me or it confuses people or something to that effect. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I try not to use big words because I'm not a dictionary. Get back to Chuck, nefarious what? (laughs) (laughs) Finish that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely agreed with you, Kim. Nefarious forces have sought to make it more difficult to register to vote. Bullshit. And prevent or decrease early voting and increase bureaucratic hurdles to limit participation at the ballot box. Throughout my career, oh, brother, I'm going to be nauseous. I have consistently fought to ensure, you can say that again, Gunslinger, (laughs) God, now I can't stop laughing This ain't fair I have consistently fought to ensure Greater access for voters To the ballots In 2015 I sponsored S1950 which sought to allow citizens to register to vote online in a fast, convenient, and secure way. Additionally, I proposed S-1951, which sought to ensure that all states provide at least a week of early voting or not require an excuse to vote absentee. Lastly, I sponsored S-1952, which sought to allow voters who have previously registered in a state to be allowed to update their address within the state up to Election Day. I will continue to look for ways to protect the right to vote and make it easier to do so. Thank you. Again, thank you for contacting me. Please keep in touch with your thoughts and opinions. Sincerely, Charles E. Schumer, United States Senator. Please do not respond to this email. To send another message, please visit my website at https colon slash slash www.schumer.senate.gov slash contact slash email dash chuck. I'm going to up chuck after reading that shit. This is the letter I received. Can I to people if they're going to and I know and I know you're against it and talk about that certainly your show but if people are concerned about their health and they're considering mailing in their ballot, there's, face it, there's going to be some people that are going to do that. So I'd just like to make a suggestion. And that would be to not put it in the mailbox. What we did here in our city, we posted it in a few places on Facebook, and maybe you can post it for people in your not you, but listeners for people in your area. Most people know where the polling place is 
and there is a ballot box outside the polling place. It's not a mailbox. It's a ballot box right outside the polling place. And it shouldn't be out of your way because it will be in your district. So if you are going to do it by mail, if you're absolutely not or unable to go in person to the polling place, rather than put it in a mailbox, I'd suggest that you put it in the ballot box at your polling place. That's all. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard the the advice that I gave in my talking points, um, but I'm advising people also to contact their representatives, uh, their Senate and state and their Senate and congressional representatives. Call them on the phone. If you get one of their aides, then you tell that aide, "Look, I don't want to hear any any excuses." You tell. Senator so-and-so, or Congressman or Congresswoman so-and-so, I am not in favor of mail-in voting. That's out of the question. That is unacceptable. Starting on Monday, November 2nd, and all all that week, from 6 in the morning to 9 at night, open the polls. Let us vote at the voting booth. I don't disagree with you, and in our neck of the woods, they can go to the polling place. They're free to. Nobody is stopping them in this state. <clears throat> Anyone can go in person who wants to go. I was just saying there's people with disabilities or that feel they're at high risk for COVID that want to vote that are going to do an absentee ballot. There just is going to be people like that and I just suggested that they don't put it in the mailbox that's all I don't disagree with what you say that in states that are not letting you in to vote of course you're right here that's absentee ballots and mail-in ballots aren't the are not the norm the polling places are going to be open as they always have been for people to go in person Hmm. Well, Kim, so I there, did there hear your something. comment. It just didn't apply here. That's all. Well, I, I think it's important uh, for 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 people across the country uh, to get this. I, I'm saying this to everybody across the country, whether it applies in a particular location or not. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you just told me, okay, it may not apply in your neck of the woods. Um, I have Cherokee Rose watching by way of Periscope. By the way, Cherokee Rose, again, I did it again. I forgot to say hi to you. Sorry. I'm so, so, so not a good host today. Hi, Cherokee Rose. Now, Cherokee Rose said on Periscope, here in Arizona, mail-in ballots are a common thing. So, you know, it may be a common thing, but let me, let me just point out the potential for voter fraud is still very real. The Democrats in Congress, in the Senate, want Trump gone. They wanted him gone from day one. 
and they are willing to do anything, anything to – back in the day, they used to use – uh, they used to use hooks, big, big hooks, to pull people off of a stage. Well, they want yeah. to use that same kind of mentality and grab him by a hook and go, off you go. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Now, Kim uh, and Gunslinger, Cherokee Rose has, has said hello to both of you by way of the Periscope chat which I do get to monitor from the software I use to broadcast on now five video platforms. God. Boy, I, this show gets around. Yeah. You get around. It's, it's like buffalo chips. We're spread out everywhere. Now, I read you. I read to you Chuck Schumer's response. I should have read what was said to him. So I think, even though it's in the reverse order, this may be a good time to point this out. So I'm going to put that up on the screen for you, because I did save it as a Word document. I I made sure to do that. Now. Where it says at the bottom, if you look where it says Nancy Pelosi and others, that's that's the form letter that that would have been sent without my addition. This is what I sent to Gillibrand, Schumer, and Maloney from the desk of George Sinzer, journalist. I wanted understood that no one in New York or across America wants to wants vote by mail unless they request an absentee ballot, which I have never used in 39 years of voting. So understand this, all of you. Voting booths must be used. Social distancing and masks can be done, but vote by mail is and should only be used should someone request it. And I do not vote by mail. I vote in person. You fail to understand what I have said. I am sure there will be others who understand me and will get my vote. And as a journalist with a worldwide broadcast online that reaches millions, I hope I do not have to report on how you all failed to respect the rights of the American people by trying to force mail-in voting on us all. Now, the part that was a form letter to these, to these jabronis says the following. Nancy Pelosi and others in Congress are trying to expand mail-in voting in response to the coronavirus crisis, possibly even as part of yet another government spending package. And as your constituent and a, and, and a, and a proud Freedom Works activist, I urge you to oppose this effort and any proposal that expands the use of mail-in voting in our elections. The problems with voting by mail are frankly too many to count. Excuse me. 
With mail-in ballots, there's no way to be sure that my vote won't be tampered with. Shady operators could intimidate your constituents into supporting one candidate or another. Or ballots could be altered after being mailed. And there'd be little anyone could do to stop it or identify tainted ballots. Then there are the massive delays that come with mail-in ballots. It could take states months to wait for all the ballots to come in or track down lost ballots. The absolute last thing we need at a time like this is uncertainty. Americans need to have total confidence that our votes are being counted and our voices are being heard. Mail-in voting simply will not give constituents like me that confidence. Please, and it's and, and, and here it has at legislator title at legislator title, you know whoever your legislator happens to be. Please, I urge you to protect my vote, put election security first, and oppose any and all efforts to expand mail-in voting. The irony of this is the response, the form letter response that I received. Today. There you go. You, now you got it in the order, okay? I get it. So he exp- wants to expand the computer and all of that other. He didn't really address your letter, did he? Well, he did address it, but <laughs> wrong answer. It was, a, it was a computer-generated response. He was right. Honk. <laughs> Honk. Oh, man. Listen, after 39 years of voting, there's one thing I have learned never to do. Because I've seen funny business that goes on with with voting, even with absentee ballots. You get lost in the mail from time to time. They do. And the last thing I need is to have my vote not count. Now, in Iowa, in Iowa, and I brought this up, when, uh, last week when, when, when it first came out, President Trump's campaign and other GOP groups are suing Iowa and two counties over pre-filled ballots. Yeah. Now, what, what is a pre-filled ballot? Most people are still trying to figure out. It's where they fill in the candidate they want you to vote for. Because all you have to do is sign it and send it back. Right. They take the choice out of your hands. That's obviously wrong. I'm, I guess they do it different all over the country, huh? We've got to show our driver's license in order to get and then have to request. Nobody's sending out just mailing out mail-in ballots to anybody that would pick them up off the street. You have to request it and show a driver's license. I would get on them more about opening up voting to prisoners and illegals who don't pay taxes. That's kind of voter fraud right there. Um, 
Well, I just got Hello. an email today, the uh, registration form, so I could change my address and everything for voting. Mm-hmm. I'm filling this out tonight, and first thing in the morning, it's going in the mailbox. Problem is, I don't trust sending it through the mail. So I'm going to go down to the Board of Elections and hand it over to them personally. Yeah. Because we're right with the way things are right now, and especially with the, the Congress now demanding documents from the Postmaster General, they're going after the Postmaster General something fierce. I know. That's he, why I recommended if you have to, that you put it in the polling place, the, the ballot box at the polling place. Bypass the mail altogether. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's really quite simple. If you can, if you can, say, if you can, if you, if you, if the board of elections is in your town, and you can get you, you can go right there to it. Give it to them. Yeah, six this blocks away. Will be <laughs> You're right. But I found that that form letter from Chuck Schumer's office to be so laughable. I mean, it was it's unbelievable. It is, but I don't think any sit down and pen a personal note anymore. I've done that with uh, our congressman a couple times and gotten the form letter of what they've done to earn their keep. <laughs> that addresses, there's going to be certain issues, right, that everybody's going to bring up. They have a form letter for each one that addresses what that person has done along those lines and sends it out. I've talked to aides a couple of times who have been nice enough to listen and say they'll pass it on, but they haven't let me talk to him. The day I actually get to talk to a politician that I call to talk to, I'm probably going to end up having a heart attack because I'm going to be in such shock. I'll be like, I'm coming to join your grandma. That's the big one. Yep, not a good sign. Now. No. Now. Get a load of this. It's it's the blame game as usual with with these politicians. Apparently, New York leaders are blaming President Trump for the spike. In weekend violence, crime. In <laughs> democratic cities. <laughs> yes. Get a load of this. New York City has seen a colossal spike in violent crime. This past weekend's crime rate increased 600% compared to the mm-hmm. same time last year, and ex- experts believe calls to dismantle the police are contributing to that statistic. The issue really? 
has gotten so out of hand, it prompted President Trump to tweet this late Sunday. Law and order. If that NYC mayor can't do it, we will. FX Hedge. 49 people shot in the last 72 hours in New York City. However, four got it in Chicago this weekend and about mm-hmm. the same amount last weekend. Denver, Portland, Atlanta. Yeah, all Democrats strong. Minnesota, Minneapolis, I mean, yes, all of them. Every one of them. However, according to Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City, it's the president that's the issue. The Democrats said he won't be relying on the White House to solve New York's crime problem. The president blusters, and the president tries to draw attention to himself and rarely has much to back it up, claimed de Blasio. The bottom line is the NYPD is obviously as they have done for decades upon decades, they are the people who can help us address this issue and end this violence. Really? Really? Why would they do that? He just just turned them loose and defunded them. They're not there to do it. And good luck for those constituents that are going to show up at their polling place in Chicago, Minneapolis, New York, they're jerking people out of their cars and beating the shit out of them, leaving them in the middle of the road. There's people in the hospital from trying to drive on their own city street and nobody getting arrested. So good luck to the people that want to go to their polling place in person in any of those cities. Let them go. (laughs) I wasn't saying this all along. I was saying this is unconscionable. They, I don't know what would be the definition of a domestic terrorist and why we're not sending military in to shut them down. I felt very strongly about it this whole time. It's the 89th night in a row in Portland, but you know, at this point, nobody feels safe enough to come out of their house. Their businesses are still boarded up. They're moving out of the cities, you know. So I think they are affecting their own voters. Their own voters aren't going to be able to make it to the polling place or find a mailbox. (laughs) Well, the article that I'm reading from goes on to say, Governor Cuomo of New York, took heat Monday after commenting ahead of the weekend that President Trump was liable for some of the violence in the city. (laughs) The genesis of the crime you can have a great debate about, but the Trump economy, Trump not providing COVID relief, George Floyd's murder, Trump's response to the George Floyd murder, race relations (laughs) stress, So I think Trump has some liability for the increase in crime, he stated. 
Those comments didn't age well after the city saw 43 people injured in 32 separate incidents throughout the weekend. In light of the weekend violence, conservative workers turned up the heat on Cuomo for denying the president's offer to send in federal agents to quell unrest in the city in late July. Looking forward to November, the president appears intent to capitalize off of the spike in crime and New York's sky-high taxes in a bid to turn the state red in November. Good luck with that, because New York is a liberal state. Well, it is. People are leaving. It's not the great city that it once was at the moment, because people are afraid to go there. They're afraid to come out of their house. They're afraid to open their business. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to share an audio clip here in a second. Um, but this 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 whole situation with the violence and everything, Antifa and BLM are the sole perpetrators of a lot of what's happening in these in these in these cities. And it yeah. is getting increasingly uh, dangerous. And I think this this clip and, and the story that follows might help to uh, explain a few things. Take a listen. Many Americans believe Black Lives Matter is a Marxist movement, that it advocates things like defunding and abolishing the police, emptying our jails, promoting violence and anti-Semitism. And further, that BLM does not share a belief in traditional American values, in fact, instead aiming to devastate the American republic. We are seeing a lot of rioting and violence by BLM protesters. Many of these protesters appear to be burning American flags and Bibles, and laughing about it. Jorge Ventura, a field reporter from the Daily Caller, says this movement is destroying our country. What I saw on the ground was that the rioters would attack the federal courthouse. They would throw uh, fireworks, uh, random explosives at the federal officers. Um, There was a report that came out two weeks ago from the White House that said that three federal officers could be permanently blinded from the lasers being pointed at their eyes. Jorge said these protesters want to overthrow the capitalist system that we have here in America. It's become a culture war. It's become kind of like a, a, a race war. And it's either you're on our, our, our side of defunding the police and abolishing the whole system, or you're on their side. The George Floyd situation has nothing to do with President Trump, but the left is trying to connect it to him. Donald Trump was actually very aggressive when it came out to the Donald Trump, to George Floyd. He actually assigned the DOJ to, to have that as their top case to investigate it. And little do people know that he was very aggressive on it, but all of a sudden, you know, if you watch mainstream media, MSNBC, CNN, and New York Times, they have shifted the focus and have basically are attacking, are using this to attack uh, Donald Trump's presidency. Democrats appear to be telling people you can't go to church and you can't sing, but you can destroy federal property and gather sans mask 
in groups of thousands with no social distancing. And that's all supposed to be okay. On the other hand, that's actually the wrong message to send to certain silent Americans with an election weeks away. Because law and order American voters may well remember all of this as they seek to cast their ballots come November. John Hines, One American News. Want to see more? Now, I'm going to play one more clip in regards to, to BLM. As many people may remember, Mayor Bill de Blasio, using Department of Transportation personnel, painted a mural outside Trump Towers in New York City, a big, hawking Black Lives Matter mural, okay? Now, I don't know how... I don't know how... Uh, the mayor of New York City can, can just get away with not being required the same kind of permits that any any normal citizen is allowed has to go through, but he bypassed that system. Take a listen to this clip, and you'll and this will also show how Democrats, not just De Blasio in New York City, <clears throat> but many Democrat strongholds support Black Lives Matter. And of course, there's a difference between the movement and the organization. And I'll get into that in just a moment. So here we go. Let me get this other clip rock and rolling here. During a city hall press briefing on Monday, Mayor de Blasio admitted that city officials skipped the crucial permit process for public art projects to paint Black Lives Matter murals on Fifth Avenue in front of Trump Tower and on several other city streets. One American News asked New Yorkers if Mayor de Blasio was wrong in rushing to paint a BLM mural in front of Trump Tower in an apparent effort to snub President Trump rather than simply to promote the Black Lives Matter movement. I think that it wasn't good. If they didn't have that permission, I think that it wasn't good. I mean, I think that he did it to appease a few, and he did it to direct it at the president by doing it. I think it's just childish reaction. De Blasio sucks. He's an idiot. I think he's got an <laughs> ulterior agenda, and they should kick him out of office. I would definitely think de Blasio kind of did it just out of spite. It kind of tells you the world, like, what, where Democrats stand. If they have the money, they're going to go through anything they can do just to do what they want to do. And that just proves it right there. They painted something without any permit. It's, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. De Blasio is not a very creative person. So he just sort of comes up with things that other people have done, and he thinks it's a, a fun thing to do. But he's not uh, a great manager. He's done a terrible job here in New York City. I don't know what they put it here. They could have put it somewhere else and it's still doing the same thing. They, they have the, the problems between them, not only political, but I think personal. I think it's not smart at all, and I don't think it's fair. I think he should try to be uh, more partisan and try to work together with Donald Trump instead of doing personal attacks, because obviously that's his, that's his personal building. So by him painting that there, it's almost like a personal attack. Look at all the rioting. He didn't stop that either. He, he held the police back from doing their job because he didn't want the police to have a strong arm against the rioters and the protesters. 
And get, who paid for that? The businesses, the people that work here? New Yorkers condemned de Blasio's decision to paint the BLM mural in front of Trump Tower, calling it a political statement and a failure of his responsibilities as mayor. John Hines, One America News. Now, let me paint a, a, a very quick picture, and then I want to get comments from both Kim and from Gunslinger on this. When a member of Congress, Jerry Nadler, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, was asked about Antifa, his answer was, Antifa is a myth. Really? Now, Black Lives Matter, there's two distinct Black Lives Matter. One is the, is the movement, and the other is an organization. It is the organization that is in agreement with Antifa and causing a lot of the uh, devastation and destruction that's going on in many of the cities that are Democrat-controlled. So when you have a uh, politician who sides with, in my opinion, both destructive and terrorist-acting persons, what you're doing is you're giving them license to destroy businesses, hurt innocent people, and you are allowing criminality to take full charge in your cities. What happens is when people, good people, sit by and do nothing because they're too afraid to, to even attempt anything, we hope that the police will get involved, but a lot of police departments, New York City, Seattle, Portland, wherever it's happening, their hands are being tied, figuratively speaking. <clears throat> They're told, do not interfere with the peaceful protesters. But yet the peaceful protesters stop at a certain time at night, and then, it's ta- then Antifa and BLM hijack that protest and turn it into a riot where they pillage, plunder, and loot Businesses destroy buildings. It's utter chaos. And yet the politicians do nothing to stop it. They don't allow it to be stopped because they call that a peaceful protest. And yet we all know the difference between a peaceful protest and a riot. All right? So... Having heard both clips, and I, you know, I was raised to be a gentleman, so I'm going to start with ladies first. I'll get Kim's response to this, and then I want to get Gunslinger's response as well. So, Kim, go ahead. Uh, what, can you, what can you say? Uh, you know, what I've seen is... Uh, you know, I'm seeing peaceful protests, but, you know, what I'm seeing now, at the very least, starting out, you know, when a peaceful protest 
people stay on the sidewalk and they don't create violence. When you start getting in the street, blocking traffic, that's unlawful assembly. When you start doing um, vandalism and physical assault, we're getting into riot. And when it's funded by the people from the 60s who are now holding office, who are Marxist in their leanings were then are in office now then um, yeah you know I don't know interesting here in our town they happen to be giving the police a raise and our mayor is taking tremendous heat big protests but so far she hasn't caved She's not only not defunding them, she's giving them a raise. And when the protesters who did get a permit got six blocks away from the permit area, they arrested 150 of them and put them in jail. And when you go to jail at 1 o'clock in the morning, you don't get out until 3 o'clock the next day. So... You know, the laws are being enforced. And I think, you know, I was talking about Dodge City earlier. You know, you need to to have the laws be enforced. And if the mayor, first of all, if he didn't get the permit, he broke the law. It was obviously, obviously um, doing it in front of Trump Tower. He was being a smartass and he was leaning with a group of um, militants and, you know, domestic terrorists. And that's what they're all doing by defunding the police and not making people feel safe. They took an oath when they came into the office, and that was to take care of all of the people. And when people who are paying taxes, voting, good citizens, have businesses, and they're afraid to come out of their house. They can't open their business when a pandemic already threatened them hanging on. And now we're dragging it out months and months with this lawlessness and violence that's going on. They're not upholding their oath. And I agree with both of the clips that you played. And my final comment is, that, you know, from what I watched last night, what I've been seeing, and and I'm an independent, okay, I'm not, but anyway, it seems that some, the Democrats seem to be extremely good at pointing fingers at Trump, blaming him for everything, everything. But what I haven't heard yet that I think the voters would like to hear is not pointing fingers, but hearing what they would do better. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's easy to be an armchair armchair quarterback in the rearview mirror under circumstances that have never happened before. But when Como whined and cried like a baby, they sent him a FEMA building. They sent him a frickin' ship. They sent him more PPEs than 
would last him forever. They gave him everything he wanted, and he proceeded to murder tens of thousands of old people by putting them in nursing homes and filling it with COVID. So I don't think he's got any room to talk. He's living in a state of lawlessness where people are leaving, don't want to open their buildings, afraid to come out of their house. He murders old people. I'm not really sure he's in a position to talk about much of anything. So I'd like to hear, I guess, exactly what they would do to stop the pandemic today, exactly what they would do. I get it. They think that taking away the police, that we're going to be able to police ourselves. Or did they happen to check with the social worker association to see if a social worker feels safe going out on their own to try to talk a crackhead down off the ledge without someone at their back who's trained and has a weapon to protect them? I don't think so. So I guess I'd like to hear a definite agenda and not finger-pointing. Well, Kim, I, I could I could not agree more. I, I think it's I think it's well past the point where finger pointing is just you know is just ridiculous. Okay, when when you sit there and and you point the finger, you know it's like I was told many many years ago. When you point a finger, always remember, you point that finger. There are three fingers pointing right Bring back, back at you. to you. Yes, exactly. Okay? I mean. Yep. People think that's that's silly, but it, it's true. I mean, it's true. Like, right now, I'm po- I'm pointing my finger at, at at the camera, and what's mm-hmm. facing me, pointing back, three fingers. Yep. So I could point the finger very easily, but let's let's face it. What am I willing to do? Well, I'm doing what what any good journalist is supposed to do. And that's bring this stuff to the attention of the people. So I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to, but I believe that we can do more. We can. Collectively, as, an, as American citizens. Gunslinger? Well, I don't see a peaceful solution to this. Because I don't want a peaceful solution. Okay, they don't want it. <clears throat> what you said, 89 days now. These idiots yeah. have been acting like idiots. <laughs> so, I mean, protesting is one thing, but looting and shooting and killing people <clears throat> and robbing and all that stuff is completely a, the diff, the opposite end of the horse. Okay, you seen <clears throat> how that chop area, whatever it stood for. They are actually protesting against the very thing that they are trying to get rid of. They were killing people. They were robbing people. Uh, extortion. They were committing acts of extortion. Blackmail. The very thing they are trying to get rid of the police is the very same fucking thing that they're doing. Now, how hypocritical is that? Okay? Exactly. These people... I, I don't know what to I don't call them people because <clears throat> they're not animals 
It's a fucking embarrassment to the animal kingdom. I don't know what went wrong, but obviously something went wrong somewhere. Okay, at some point in time. Uh, in my opinion, their mama should have swallowed. Okay, because these bottom <laughs> dwelling basement feeding <laughs> idiots. Okay, living in mama's basement. Okay, letting mama if they have a daddy support them. They don't work. They don't. They. I don't know what they do all, all the time. Sit around and circle jerk, I guess. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but you ought to see the people that comes out at these. Go look at some of these protests on Facebook, uh, Twitch, or I think Twitch Gaming or something like that. But you can find them the live feeds that these people are actually going with these protesters. They're not protesters, they're just covering it. And you ought to see these people. It's like a cat and mouse game. Going back and forth, back and forth. They got fucking faggots out there that are dressed in, in pink tutus with fucking lights on it. They got drummers. They got midgets. They actually got midgets. Okay, it's a fucking circus, just like that fucking that uh, the, uh, Democratic convention that's going on right now. It's a fucking freaking circus. Boy, you talk about the when the freaks come out. Now, you want to see some fucking freaks? Well, there's one of them called Joey Sleepy Joe Biden and Camel Toe fucking Harris. There's two of the freaks right there. Besides all the... These are not protesters anymore. These are fucking anarchists, criminals. I mean, call them what you want. But you'll see some of these fucking characters. I sit there and watch, I've been watching them, you know, almost every night. I mean, I'm going, holy Toledo, you got to be kidding me. Uh, uh, Scotty, beam me up down here. There's no fucking intelligent life left. Okay, I've never seen nothing. In, I've never seen nothing like it. And I'm 50, 56 years old. Uh, <clears throat> knocking on 57 door. God, somebody stop time. Thank you. Um, but I've never seen anything like it. And it's all can be traced down to butt buddy that held the office of the president for eight years. Okay. He's the one that's blamed for all this shit. Because if you look at the timeline and you look back, all none of this shit like this happened prior to that. Okay? Well, there was a couple of, you know, the Rodney King and all that stuff. But it didn't go on like this. This is completely out of control. Trump should go in there and call the military in. I hate to have to use it, but if these people cannot do and self control themselves, then who the fuck's going to? And these Democratic mayors of these cities, they should be arrested and charged with federal crimes, okay? Because they're allowed, allowing it to do it, okay? They're allowing this shit to go on, okay? They're telling the police to stand down. What the fuck does the police if you tell, if you tell them to stand down? You know, it's like kind of like me, I, you know, I carry a gun. Would I carry a gun if it didn't have no fucking bullets in it? Are you fucking crazy? Come on. Okay. What do you, uh, uh, wait a minute, uh, Mr. Criminal, before you knife me or shoot me. I need to run into the house and get my bullets and put in my gun. So you wait right there. I promise you I'll be right back, boy. Okay. You think a criminal's going to do that? He's going to fucking blow your fucking ass off. Blow your fucking head off. Okay. Of course, I keep a loaded weapon. I keep a loaded weapon. Six in the fucking chamber, okay, and two speed loaders on my belt, plus a pair of handcuffs in case a barn wants to get kinky. But you know, because either 
here's there. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's funny in a way that how this whole situation is doing. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I sit here on this fucking laptop out here on my deck or in there at my desk or in my bedroom on my computer, and I'm going, there is no peaceful situation here, okay? Can you imagine a world without the police? Now, am I for police reform? Absolutely, okay? I was in law enforcement three years out of high school. Wasn't a cop, but I was a commissioned patrol officer, security. That's part of law enforcement. Okay, so I've seen these things. I've seen drug deals on the side, on the streets. You know, the whole, I've, hell, I patrolled some of the roughest parts of Dallas, Texas up here. I, would I do it again? Fuck no. Are you kidding me? But when you have that kind of activity and they just sit there and go, oh, they're just protesting. It's peaceful. Oh, there's no Antifa. Antifa titty, whatever the fuck ever you want to call these idiots. Black life splatter, okay? So, and they're the one causing it. But when the law-abiding citizens of this country has finally had enough, I don't see a very pretty picture being painted, okay? People are going to take these people out by whatever means possible. If that means you use a gun, whatever. If the police won't do it, then the citizens will have to. And if the police get in the way, hey, you better join our side, okay? And I think most of them would, okay? But to allow this, that, you know, what are you going to do? Be so scared you're not even going to be able to step outside your door anymore? Is that what's coming? Is that what they want? I mean, you you get that goddamn Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris in there, man. You better fucking pack your bags and leave this fucking country because this, this country's not going to exist after that. And you better thank God that fucking Trump's going to be a shoe in this time. And in four years or more years, we better have somebody like him. Hopefully, maybe a son or something run for it. Because if them bastards get in there, this country is shot. Go ahead. Well, I've said this uh, many times, and you just uh, alluded to it uh, toward the end of your comments there. What is happening uh, as a direct result of all this insanity is after Trump finishes his second term, which I I firmly believe he will get reelected, I truly believe he will get reelected. The problem, as I see it, is unless the Republican Party has a strong candidate, someone as strong or close to as strong as President Trump, what's going to happen is we're going to see everything that he has worked for, everything that he has accomplished, go right down the drain. It'll be reverted back to the to the Obama years when he held the office of president hostage for those eight years he was there. It'll go back to to the high taxes. It'll go back to everything that was done under Obama. And by the way, that includes and not limited to a, the signing of an executive order to reinstate the mandate that everyone must sign up for Obamacare. So it, 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 to me, it's crucial 
that President Trump win this election and secures as much as humanly possible. My hope is that he is going to, during the next four years, once he is reelected, and I, as I said, I believe he will be reelected, that either John Roberts goes, Ruth Bader Ginsburg goes, or another one of the liberal justices goes and clears the way for President Trump to put another conservative justice in the, in the Supreme Court. Because if that, if that does not happen, you know damn well the Democrats will find a way to load up the, to load up the, uh, the, the load up the on deck circle with as many liberal justices or hopeful justices as humanly possible. So I think at the end of the day, what we're seeing right now is the desperation on the part of the left, so much so that they are willing to do or say anything to convince the American people through their propaganda mouthpieces, the mainstream media, that they're right and everybody else is wrong and that you should listen to us. We know what's best for you. This is why I am very glad to be on alternative media, because more and more people turn to alternative media to get the truth, to get the facts, to get the honest skinny on what's going on in our country, because a lot of people see it every day. But the mainstream media doesn't say squat about it. Let me give you a, a really good example, okay? And, uh, I can't stress this enough because it was a, it was a, it was a travesty. It was it was it was heartbreaking. I brought up the story of the five-year-old child who was stopped, who was riding his bicycle got stopped by a neighbor and had his head blown off. The child was shot in the head. The child didn't do anything to this person. But the mainstream media scuttled it for, for a couple of days. Three days at the most. And instead of giving it this huge blow-up like they do when someone of color is shot and killed, they minusculed it. One, maybe two mentions tops. And it was gone. Canon Hinant was shot and killed right in front of his siblings in broad daylight. And the media was mum. For the most part, they were silent. They reported it haphazardly, half-heartedly, because his death did not fit the liberal media's narrative. That's why it got buried 
Oh, sure, some outlets did report on it when it happened, but those were local outlets. Yeah. When the national media got a hold of it, five-year-old Canon Hinant was shot in, shot in the head and killed in front of his siblings. The suspect is in custody 24 hours after the incident. Barely mentioning anything, and in some cases didn't even mention that the man who shot him was black. So when it comes to the mainstream media, people have lost trust in it. They are turning to alternative media sources like this, cha- like this network because they know we're not going to let something, a story like this just fade away into obscurity. There is a picture on Facebook going around right now. It's a picture of Canon Hinant with a candle and the hashtag Justice for Canon. I started sending that to as many people on Facebook as I could when I got it. And I got it was sent to me by a cousin of mine. Some folks didn't want it didn't want me sending stuff like that, and I respect that. But a vast majority of my friends, and I still have more to go, passed it along. And their, and, and their friends are passing it on because I firmly believe that justice must be served in this child's murder. And for the mainstream media to just bury it like they did and then only give it a short read at best and then walk away from it well, is, is completely and totally absurd I sat here after I got off the air and I and, and I I normally don't admit too much like about this I sat here I got off camera I was in tears after reading that story after covering that and believe me when something moves me that much when a child's life is taken at such a young age if that doesn't if that doesn't affect people to the point where they say where is the police well we can thank antifa and blm for their defunding efforts because of their actions People like this suspect, whose name wasn't even mentioned, when this kind of a, of a heinous crime happens, regardless of whether it's a, a, chi- a black child, Hispanic child, Asian child, white child, or a child with pink and purple polka dots, it doesn't matter to me what race the child is or what race the shooter is. If you're going to report stories like this, give it the same attention as you would any other. George Floyd's murder got massive 
mainstream media attention for days and days and days. Five-year-old Cannon Hand didn't because his murder did not fit the mainstream media narrative. America, is this the kind of world you want to live in where facts don't matter, where the truth doesn't matter, where a five-year-old child's life doesn't matter? Is this what you want? You're getting it. Because the liberal shitbags that run your cities are allowing it to happen. The mainstream media is tearing this country apart with its lies and propaganda on behalf of the left. It is way past time to do something about it. Demand the ability to vote in person. Make your vote count. And any Democrat who defunds police, any Democrat that supports it, any Democrat who is in favor of Antifa and BLM getting away with murder in many cases, and all the violence that they have wrought from one side of the country to the next, it's time we said enough is damn well enough. I'd like to be able to put a story out there just once that speaks volumes of the good that goes on. But it's hard to find the good in a burning pile of embers that was once the country I sought to protect with my very blood. This is not the America I grew up in. This is not the country I've come to know. The country that I'm seeing before my eyes is a country I barely recognize. I don't know about you, Kim, or Gunslinger, but I've had quite enough of Antifa and BLM and Democrats protecting them by defunding police, ordering them to stand down, the whole nine yards. I agree. I agree with you totally. Now you have to go to bed to go to the doctor. Yes, I do. It's time It's time for me to call this a broadcast. Normally I'd be on for a little while longer, but I do have medical situations that need to be te- taken care of. And the doctor wants me to try and rest as much as possible before tomorrow morning. I have to be in her office no later than 9.15 a.m. So if I'm going to get up, shower, shave, and put on my uh, semi-Sunday best, 
I don't like going to the doctors looking like a bum. I did that once, and she just looked at me and went, are you living in your car again, George? <laughs> Needless to say, I, I looked at her and said, I don't even have a car. And she goes, oh, oh. So what's with this look? I was wearing dunga- I was wearing dungarees with a hole in the in the knees, and a pocket T-shirt. I said, "It's the grunge look today." I went for the grunge look. Well, needless to say, I got told by my doctor, "I don't care, but could you at least come with, with a pair of jeans that don't have a hole in the knees?" That's terrible. Your mother would be very disappointed in you, you know. I said, don't go there. She says, I just did. What are you going to do about it? I just well, sat back and tomorrow. went, nothing. <laughs> I'm going to need all the luck I can get, all the prayers I can get. By the way, before I close up and everybody disappears, um, a friend to this broadcast um, recently had a minor mishap um, and they're not sure if they cracked the rib or what the story is, but hopefully they uh, they will get things taken care of. And I pray that they that this person uh, gets better very soon. Hopefully, it's not as serious as he suspects it might be. Uh, is this no way? Unfortunately, yes. Oh no. So, no way is in my prayers, and, and, and I'll tell you something right now. Do do, do the man a, ju- a solid and keep him in your prayers, please. He's a, he's a hell of a I guy. Definitely he's he's will. a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, I tried reaching him since last week, and I lost contact with him. Now I know why, and I hope that he will try, if not himself, uh, maybe... Uh, having have his wife contact me, uh, give me a phone call. He's got my number. Just give me a call. Yeah. Let me know how how he's doing and everything else. You know, because I am. You know, I I wouldn't be much of a friend if I if I didn't uh, at least at least keep him in prayer. You know, because the, yeah, the man no, is I'm, something else. I'm concerned about him too. Tell him he's in my thoughts and prayers if you talk to him. Well. I believe he's he's listening. He may be listening to the broadcast. I don't know, um, but he will hear it in archives. But I, I will definitely let him know if I talk to him t- during the course of the day tomorrow. And uh, certainly, uh, uh, things will be hopefully a okay. You know, because he, he, he like I said, no way is a is a really nice guy. He's cool yeah. and. Uh, there are times when, when this man can make me laugh, <laughs> like Gunslinger can make me laugh. And, and by the way, you even made me laugh tonight, too. <laughs> so whenever, whenever good people can make me laugh, that's, a, that's, that's gravy on the goose. Sure is. Sure is. Well, I missed him last time I was here, and I'm sorry to hear that it's an, an issue like this, so... Yeah, thoughts and prayers yeah, well, for him and for, sure and for you tomorrow too. Yeah, and 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 tomorrow night, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll be back here for the usual time, 
the usual hours, and in the usual place. I can't guarantee Thursday because I don't know if, if she's going to try and schedule it for Friday for sure or if they, if they have to do it Thursday or even one day next week. I won't know that until tomorrow, but as soon as I know something, I will post a message on Facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N. That's Facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N. And let everybody know what's happening with this old quarter horse sergeant, this old beat-up grizzly face, this sleepy head, because, let's face it, any, any given moment. Oh, right. Sorry, I. I'll take. You know. I'll look at it tomorrow. Tomorrow night I work, so I won't be there. But um, but I will look. All right. Well, I'll be. Po- I will post it as soon as I can. I'll post any information when I get back from uh, uh, from from the doctors and everything else. So we Sounds will. Uh, def- I will definitely keep everybody abreast of what's happening. In the interim, thank you to Kim and Gunslinger, Royal WC. I know he was in the chat room earlier, uh, and I think he just left again. (laughs) Uh, No way if you're watching and or listening uh, by way of uh, live or or the archives. You're in my prayers, brother, always. Be careful, be safe, be well. And that goes for everybody. Good night. God bless everybody. As always, Kim, thank you so much for being here. Glad you made it. Gunslinger, always a pleasure, brother. And on that note, for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Aren't you glad you're not? Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That would be a disaster. Ooh. Can you imagine a kid with, with especially if you're, if the kid's last name is the same, it has the same uh, last, same last name initial S, and they, and you give them a, a name with G and a middle name with A. Uh, don't do that to the child. If your last name starts with S, please do not use G, a name with G or A in it where it spells the word gas, that is a that is devastatingly a curse to any child. I know I've been cursed with it. And with that having been said, take care, America. We'll talk again on the next edition of Firefox News Online. Fair, balanced, and always responsible. And that last part means that we will do our very best here at Firefox News Online, to bring you information, news and topic discussion that is far above the rest. That's why we're number one worldwide. And I got the stats to back it up. (laughs) So, take it easy, everybody. Catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. 
Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. You can catch the links to Firefox News Online's broadcast by going to facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks. Hey, we'd like to hear from you, so send your comments to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, any stories or topic ideas you might have, we'd like to hear from you. Send to we report at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's we report at firefoxnewsonline.com. Again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. So let it be written. So let it be done.